to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Father, we thank you this evening for your grace and mercy and provision in our lives. We invite the Holy Spirit to have his way in each and every one of our lives this evening. We give you entrance into our lives. We say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. If I get my device up here, we'll be all right. Mm. Hallelujah. All right, what scripture are we going to start with tonight, anyhow? What's that? Matthew 6.33. All right, we can do that. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong, it's all right. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Glory to God. <clears throat> Glory to God. Notice the heading on our sheet this evening. Kingdom of God finances, no fear. We do not give place to the adversary. He may try to come <clears throat> in the financial realm and tell us lies and get us to worry or whatever, but no fear. That'll come up in another place this evening as well. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Who would like to read that verse first? Go ahead, Mary. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. Praise God. We believe and we speak. That's part of the kingdom of God <clears throat> in almost every area. Certainly in this area is finances as well. Having the same spirit of faith that's been given to us. According to what has been written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe Therefore, we also speak. <clears throat> As we've shared in probably each one of our sessions thus far, our speech, our confession is important in every area of our life. Every area of our life. It certainly applies to this area as well. There'd be, there could be times, let's put it that way, when we may be under uh, stress or lack, whatever the case may be, and the adversary would love to try to get us in fear, worrying or whatever. <clears throat> we need to grab a hold of the Word of God, make a confession that agrees with the Word of God, it comes from the Word of God, and then believe that we're going to receive. <clears throat> and we have to do that. The adversary would like to try to play games with us in the area of finances, but we give him no entrance, we give him no place. Spirit of faith, I believe, therefore I speak and decree. 
It's similar to declaring. Again, it's our mouth speaking what the Word of God has to say. All right, let's go to the next one, Mark 11. Mark 11, 22 to 26. <clears throat> okay, we have a few verses to read through here. In answering, Jesus said to them, have faith of God. Whoops, you know what? I'm in the wrong translation. It's something that I want to show you a little later on, but i got to get out of this one for right now, and here's what I want. All right. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. <clears throat> That's a wise declaration, is it not? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have confidence in God. Verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, if you believe that, he shall have whatsoever he saith. <clears throat> Again, this applies to any areas. It'd be a perfectly fine scripture for you to confess if you needed healing or if you had something else going on in your life. In our context this evening, we're dealing about kingdom of God finances. <clears throat> for very or truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now that's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? I don't believe I've cast the mountain into the sea yet. I don't think I've had a reason to either that I understand or can recall right now. But be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Doubt is an area of unbelief. The adversary will constantly try to bring that to us. But our part is to give him no place. Do not give him any entrance in that area of our lives. <clears throat> and that's something we have to be diligent to do. Doubt in his heart, <clears throat> excuse me, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So in our finances, there'll be times when you may be short, you may be tight, some unexpected expense come up or whatever. And so we could tend to get worried, be concerned about it or whatever. But here, what we need to do is speak God's word. God gave us his word specifically for these reasons. And his word works. Amen. So we give an entrance into our lives in Jesus' name. <clears throat> okay. Verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray... Believe that ye receive, and ye shall have. What things soever you desire. <clears throat> Is there some things that you desire in your life now? The answer to that one's yes. 
What things soever you desire, it may be different than your neighbor desires, but whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive, and ye shall have. Believe that ye receive. Does that word ring a bell with you? There you go. <clears throat> lambano, we use that many times. What does the word lambano mean? To take. To take and to get a hold of. Greek 2983. You'll see it many, many times in the scripture. <clears throat> Believe that you receive. Believe that you take and get a hold of. That's our part. That's our part in this equation. That's what we have to do. <clears throat> Believe that ye receive, and ye shall have them. Verse 25. And when ye stand praying, or you could be kneeling, <clears throat> but when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Now, this is in the context of this part of the scripture we've been looking at with finances and stuff and believing God, but forgiveness is very important. <clears throat> Verse 25 again, When ye stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Trespasses would be an error or an offense or a sin, according to the <clears throat> Greek lexicon here. Notice the next verse also, verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness is very important. I mean, it's, it's certainly spelled out very clear in that verse that if we don't forgive, our Heavenly Father's not going to forgive us in those areas. We have the trespass against somebody. And so this is also very important when it comes to finances and the kingdom of God as well. We have to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to try putting a mint or something in my mouth so I don't have this raspy voice here. Do you have a water there? I do have a water there. Can I say something, Patrick? Absolutely. Words, I hope, but go ahead. Yes, there are words. <laughs> I looked up the word stand in verse 25 and when you stand praying. Yes. And it seems as though it means when you're standing waiting to receive the manifestation, praying, this is what you do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Absolutely. And the Bible in another place says, Having done all to stand, therefore, stand. It may not look like it's happening right away, in whatever the circumstance may be. 
but believe that you receive. Okay, let's move down to Romans chapter 4. Romans 4, we're going to hit verses 20 and 21. <clears throat> Thank you. I receive. <laughs> Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. A note says, He staggered not, strong in faith, fully persuaded. That's a good place to be, fully persuaded. Okay, chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Let's see what that word staggered means. To withdraw, to doubt, to judge, or waver. The adversary would love to try to get us wavering in our faith, wavering in our belief, whatever it is. In this context, finances. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. He, stuck, he staggered not at the promise of God. Does God make promises? Absolutely. It's the Greek word for announcement, a pledge, assurance, a promise. Staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. No unbelief. Unbelief is not a good thing to have. You and I may find ourselves in unbelief. It may dawn on us, well, you're not even really believing God in this situation then. Well, then we're, if, that, if that was the case, well, then we're in unbelief. And we can rectify that. And we have a Holy Spirit that will absolutely enable us to do this. Staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's an attribute, being strong in faith. You're giving glory to God in his word and what he says, what the Holy Spirit does. Verse 21. And being fully persuaded. Take a look at that one. <clears throat> Convinced persuaded, foolproof is what that Greek word means. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able, to, he was able also to perform. If God promises you and I something, which the Bible's full of them, then we can trust him. He's never going to go back on his promise. He said it, it's going to come to pass. Our part is to believe what he has said. It may not look at it several different times. Maybe more so this happens in our, in our lives if it's, if it's an error, error of healing or something that we need. But it absolutely can happen in the financial realm as well. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform promise, <clears throat> a profession and a promise to announce what one is about to do. 
He was able also to perform. Hallelujah. All right, now let's go on to Mark chapter 5. In verse 30, Mark chapter 5, 30 through 36. We're moving through this a little bit quickly this evening, so if you have a comment or a question, <coughs> you certainly can speak right up. Mark chapter 5, we'll look at verses 30 through 36. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. <clears throat> what that Greek word there, virtue, is referring to? Absolutely. Dunamis, power, force, literally, miraculous power, miracle ability, abundance, strength, violence, mighty work. <clears throat> and so we're talking about the power of God. So Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, power, had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? <clears throat> the disciples are going to help mount her in the next verse. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? But see, Jesus perceived that virtue went out of him, power went out of him. They may not have perceived it, but he perceived it. And so that's why they're responding this way. I'll say as who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. You know what I find interesting about that verse? I may or may not tell you, but <laughs> well, let's look at the verse again. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he looked round about. Absolutely, right here. Let's be in all in agreement. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Throat, everything aggravate him. You go right now, completely stay away from him in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, James. <clears throat> and he looked round about <clears throat> to see her that had done this thing. Who said it was a her? But I find it interesting that that's what this, it's going to be a her. But he said, he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her came 
and fell down before him and told him all the truth. So it does say here, excuse me, it says here, fearing and trembling. She didn't really want to have to put herself in this position, but she knew something happened to her. But now let's go ahead and look at the next verse and see how Jesus handles it. Does he rebuke her? The answer is no, absolutely not. <clears throat> and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Her faith had made her whole. Preserved well-being, safe and sound. Go in peace. Notice he's ministering the peace of God to her. He's not rebuking her. He's not counseling telling her he shouldn't have done it that way or whatever. He's ministering the peace of God to her. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Verse 35, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? That's a strange situation, isn't it? Sure. Mm-hmm. When, when the disciples said Jesus, there's so many people, there were people hitting him, but they didn't have the faith that she had. And he felt faith pulls power. Absolutely. So that's why I just, you know, just because I want to, you know, just share that with everybody too. And to say that, that faith, it's our faith that pulls the power of God. Out. Absolutely. So that's how he knew who it was, because there was crowds and they were touching him. Mm-hmm. And that's why the disciples didn't understand why are you saying this, because so many people are touching you. Yeah, but it was the one that had the faith that was able to draw the power out of him. Absolutely. Okay. And he <clears throat> and he sensed that. Yeah. He sensed that in himself, in the spirit or whatever. And so hence that's why he responded the way he did. And then again, like I said, he lovingly spoke to her and said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. In other words, it's you believing that has made you whole. Go in peace. Peace would be a reine. And be whole of thy plague. And while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house. Now this would be a ruler, as it's saying. It would be somebody important in that situation. They came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Which could be a strange response, I guess. The same way he didn't get after the lady that did that, same thing here. He's going to minister grace to the situation. Well, he yet spake, they came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? In other words, she's already croaked. Uh, you know, don't be bothering him. 
Well, you're not going to be bothering him. And we'll find that out. Verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken about this, about them saying, your daughter's dead. Don't, don't bother him anymore. As soon as Jesus heard that word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. And why I was in a wrong reference a while ago was because I had looked this up earlier. This, this comes from the literal, literal translation of the Bible. It's just another version. But here's how it reads in this one. But hearing the word spoken, Jesus said to the synagogue ruler at once, Do not fear, only believe. See, again, encouraging him. Because he, Jesus understands that the report that they gave to him certainly wasn't a good one. But Jesus is going to intervene here. And I like the way that that is put in this particular verse. Jesus said to the synagogue ruler at once, Do not fear, only believe. Top of our page where we have been referencing about fear. That's, that's, the, that's a tool of the enemy, if you will. He would try to get all of us in fear. And there can be times that situations arise in our life that immediately whatever it is, we may to some extent be in fear. But we denote, the Bible says, give no place to the devil. So we would be the one that's giving him place or entrance if we do that. And so when the Bible also says, fear hath torment or whatever. <clears throat> but Jesus was wanting this individual. Now, uh, granted, you know, he was a, a ruler there, but he wanted him to know Jesus said to the synagogue ruler at once, do not fear, only believe. And guess what? That's what he said to you and I this evening. Do not fear, only believe. If your checkbook looks like uh, there's not enough good figures in that book for me to pay such and such, we have a choice. We can allow ourselves to get in fear, and even if you did, don't stay in fear and don't condemn yourself. Jesus didn't condemn the woman. Jesus didn't condemn this ruler of the synagogue. And so just give no place to the devil. What helps us in those situations is bring up the word of God. Bring a reference up that you stand on, you believe on or whatever. And the Holy Spirit's going to be there to help us. Uh, the friend that sits next to you in church may not be there to help you that afternoon, that evening, that night when it's dark and things are not going good. But the Holy Spirit's never present help in the time of need. We need to trust him and yield ourselves to him. Do not fear, only believe. Okay, we're going to move on down to Philippians 4. Philippians 4 and verse 15. 
<coughs> on your handouts next to this verse, it says, giving first and receiving second. The Bible calls it giving and receiving. Sowing and reaping. Do you ever just go out to the field when it's time to plant in the springtime and think you're going to reap some crops or whatever? I mean, you may think that erroneously, but it's really not going to work for you in that situation. <clears throat> it's giving and receiving, and it is sowing and reaping. Sowing is going to come before reaping. <clears throat> Philippians 4.15 Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Isn't that an interesting subject that he brings up in this letter, in this epistle, talking about these believers? Philippians. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning, whoops, hit the wrong one. In the beginning, the beginning origin. In the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, how many churches helped him? Well, in this reference and in this teaching, it's clearly saying no church. And church is ecclesia, gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place as an assembly. Church. Well, we have assemblies here on Sunday and Wednesday. In there are churches that support us. Glory to God. I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated. Well, how about communicate? What do we think that is? To distribute, to be a partaker. To distribute and be a partaker. No church communicated with me as concerning giving. Well, is that really have anything to do with giving? Well, actually it does. Giving, by implication, a gift. Giving. No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So this particular church did give to his ministry, and they received from the ministry. Communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. How about that word receiving? We looked up the giving. Receiving. <laughs> Very clear definition on that one. Receiving. <laughs> Glory to God. We all like to receive, don't we? Praise God. The Spirit of God can bless you. Or maybe I should say it differently this way. The Spirit of God 
would lay upon somebody's heart or would touch somebody or inspire somebody to do something on that area, giving and receiving. <clears throat> That's how it can work. That's how it will work. Again, the verse, whole verse says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So praise God for that. You want to be giving and receiving, right? Remember, giving comes first, then the receiving. The same as seed time comes first, and then this reaping, sowing and reaping. <clears throat> uh, let's see. When it says giving and receiving, you know what word is in there? Lambano. It's interesting. When you look up the definitions of this particular one, in this case in the Greek where it's the New Testament, there's another word there, but then you look further down on, and it's the Greek word lambano, Greek 2983. Hallelujah. All right. We will now go to Luke chapter 6. Luke 6 and 38. Give, in our notes it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Shall is a strong word there. You give, and it shall be given unto you. That's the kingdom of God. That is sowing and reaping. That is seed time and harvest. We need to make sure that is a vital part of our life, and we believe what God's word says. Again, it, there may be days it does not look like it's happening. Well, we understand that. But that's what we say, it does not look like it's happening. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Doesn't mean it's not happening. In the, the more that you and I are faithful to his word and we operate in giving and receiving, the more, we'll see it's, the more we will see it's going to happen. All right, Luke 6.38. It's in red in my Bible. How about yours? <coughs> Give... And it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. 
Now this is in red, and Jesus is speaking. <clears throat> but how can he boldly say this? Given it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down, shaking the other rang over, shall men give into your bosom. That's what'll happen. When we give, it's called the law of reciprocity. When you give, you'll receive. When you sow, you will reap. Shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. All right, let's look at a few of these words. How about the word give? That can't be anything too hard to understand. To give something to someone of one's own accord to give one something to their advantage. So certainly it's talking about what you and I would understand as giving, giving and receiving. And it shall be given unto you. It's interesting. That word give that I just read the, for the first one there, give, the very first word give, and it shall be given unto you. That's the exact same word again. Good measure. Well, what's a good measure? Whoops. A vessel for receiving and determining the quantity of things. Good measure. Press down, press down. To pack, to press down. Packing something pretty tight. That's what this is talking about. Press down, shaken together. Well, if you shake things over in the bag, I mean, some of them are going to settle down or whatever. Well, that's what he's talking about. Shaken together. <clears throat> to disturb, to shake together. Motion. Shaken together and running over. That sounds interesting. Running over. To pour out over the top. To run over, to overflow. I think I might have told you this one, uh, but I can't tell you how far back it would have been, but when I was growing up, uh, well, I won't get in the whole story, but anyhow, there was five of us kids in the house. I was the youngest. I'm the baby of the family. And uh, <clears throat> My father could be a trickster, or whatever you want to call him, I guess. <clears throat> so he wants some milk, so he'd start pouring it, and he says, say when. And so it's getting close to the top. It's at the top, and it's running over. I said, hey, 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 stop, stop. I said, say when. <clears throat> You can see strange circumstance or whatever there, but that's what, and he would stay right with that, so. But it's okay for you and I to have things running over in our life, especially to the good extent. They don't necessarily say pour extra milk on the table, but financially speaking, it's good to have things running over. And God can do that, and he will do that. As we yield ourselves to him, as we believe his word, 
It's one thing to say we believe his word. And I believe everybody in here would believe his word. But it's another thing to put action to it and believe he's going to do that. And we've all been in situations where there's more month than money. And hopefully, that's not the situation anybody that's in here this evening. But God's word will absolutely work in our lives. It's us having faith and confidence in what he has already said. We're just looking at scriptures that are in here. Shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. The same measure. An instrument for measuring, a vessel for receiving and determining the quantity of things. That's what these Greek words are meaning. That she meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. This is in red, as we said before. You and I have to make a choice that we're going to believe that word. It may not look like that word's coming to pass in our life right now. But we have to make a choice to believe his word. And he will take care of the rest. Okay. I'll go ahead and read. <clears throat> After the scriptures, we have a few things mentioned here. And I do have a couple other scriptures that we can look at afterwards that's not necessarily on your sheet. The invisible, powerful word of God resides where? In you, in us, in our spirit, man. That's what we need to believe. That's what we need to be able to come rock solid with. That is his word. The invisible, powerful word of God resides in you. When you open your mouth and speak God's word, the Bible says in Psalm 103.20 that the angels hearken unto the voice of his word. So if we're speaking God's word, and that's what's coming out of our mouth, when the angels hearken unto the voice of his word, you realize that angels are still around today? We certainly better believe it. Just because you and I can't see them. I don't, no, I don't see one angel sitting on the back row right now. It doesn't mean he's not there. But angelic hosts, they're sent to aid and guide us. You see them throughout the scripture. We need to believe for that as well. Can angels get involved in a financial situation? Absolutely. They could be a delivery person. Glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you apply yourself to the Word of God and the Kingdom of God, God will take care of you. When you apply yourself to God's word, the word of God and the kingdom of God, 
God will take care of you. He's never present help in the time of need. He absolutely will take care of us. All right, let's look at two more references here. And I'm going to have you go to Isaiah chapter 55. I believe Isaiah is in the Old Testament. Chapter 55. Isaiah 55, and we're going to look at a few verses here. We're going to start with verse 8. Isaiah 55, chapter 8. Anybody not found it yet? This is an astute group, is it not? Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, beginning to read from verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth. Is that true? Absolutely. Way up there. Way up there. Heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow, we don't have that here in Florida, do we? <laughs> Praise God for that. I've shoveled enough snow in my life. I don't miss it anymore. <clears throat> for as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it, bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So obviously God had this all planned out a long time ago. Absolutely. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. <clears throat> Verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Look at that again. So shall my word be. How about your word and my word? We need to believe in God's word. Absolutely. And it will come to pass like it's saying here. He's saying in verse 
11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. But what if it doesn't go out of your mouth? Well, we got an issue there. We're going to have to speak the word of God. Let him say so. You, you say that a lot in these classes. I understand it, but it's extremely important. None of us can get away without saying so. We need to declare what the word of God says in our life. And when our, he, when our ears hear what we're confessing with our mouth that agrees with the word of God, something's going to happen. <clears throat> so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So you and I should have that same confidence. We're speaking his word. And so it can't return void. Now it can if we're not believing what we're saying, if we're not agreeing with the word of God. But it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So we're speaking the word of God for a specific reason. Again, this class is on kingdom of God finances. So in the area of finances, we speak God's word and we expect to see a change the exact same way that he just said so right here. It'll not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The Bible says he sent his word and healed us. Well, that's a promise we can believe as well. All right, let's look at one more. I'm going to go to the Gospel of John. You say, where are you getting these? They're not on my page. I know it. But it was a filler I put in. It's a good thing I did. So, John chapter 2. And we're going to begin with verse 1. John 2, starting with verse 1. <clears throat> we'll go ahead and read this, and I can give you a little bit of the notes afterwards. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus had a mother? Well, is anybody in here? You may not have a mother now, meaning if they're deceased, but you didn't come into planet Earth without a mother. None of us got here that way. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Why is that important? We'll find out as we go along. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. His disciples are probably saying, what do we need to go to the wedding for? We don't even know. Speculation. <clears throat> and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, do they have wine at weddings? Evidently did this one. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, 
They have no wine. <laughs> She's pitching right in there. We need to get the wine flowing again, she says. They're running out. <clears throat> the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Look at Jesus' response. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. She didn't get deterred too easily, though, as we'll see. Look at the next verse. His mother saith unto the servants, catch these words here, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. She's going to put Jesus on the spot, so to speak. He said, what do I have to do with you? And so she just tells the other servants, his mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever or whatever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. And that would, whoops. the wrong button here. <clears throat> and, they were, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. A firkin could be, from what I can read and study in here, 20 to 30 gallons, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> she said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Talking about the six water pots of stone. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. I thought Mary wanted them to have wine. They need wine here. They're running out of wine. Jesus has everything under control. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. As soon as they get done, now we got to understand this. They probably didn't have a high pressure hose on the side of their house where they could just get all this water. And there's 20 to 30 gallons for each of these, so this would have taken them a while anyhow. But now they're developing a mighty powerful thirst for this wine they want here. They've been working. <clears throat> and he saith unto them, after they filled the water pots with water, and they filled them to the brim, he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. That... Uh, See if I can find that here real quick. In the strong concordance, <clears throat> interestingly enough, talking about they were bearing it to the governor of the feast, you know what it says in Thea's definition? Oh, come on. I'll get back to it. It calls it the entertainment director. 
No, that's what it says. You can look it up. The entertainment director. He's the guy in charge of the booze, I guess. But anyhow, <clears throat> they wanted wine. The entertainment director. <clears throat> draw out now. Not a week from now. Draw it now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, he didn't know it was water just poured in these stone vessels or whatever, <clears throat> but he's the one that has to taste it. It's his position. And knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water, they knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk. Anybody in here ever have a well drunk? Not taking any, <coughs> not taking any answers, but. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse or not so good. Thou hast kept the good wine until now. So obviously it's very good wine because this governor of the feast is praising it. <clears throat> this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and, and his disciples what? His disciples believed on him. That's not a reference that they never have believed on him up to this point. But they saw the whole thing that was going on. They found out they were out of wine. Mary interceded. Jesus was tasked to do this task. And so he gave them the, all those large water pots, filled it with water, and told them, Now! bear it out to the governor of the feast. And he thought it was great. The be this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. They were right there, saw this whole thing happen and they knew it was water put in those stone vessels or whatever. But that's what Jesus did. <clears throat> glory to God. Can Jesus still do that today? All right. You'll also notice on the bottom of your sheets, I, I put that on there again this week. That's the reference to eSword, which is a, if you put it on a desktop computer, it costs a whopping 0.00. There is no cost if you put it on a desktop computer. I suggest you use the address and look it up. And that particular one that I have there, there'll be plenty of things that you can look through the whole thing. Now, if you want to have it on your iPad or your iPhone or something like that, I forget what it is now, but I know there is a charge for those now, but it's certainly not much. But I, I can't tell you what it is because I've had them for years anyhow. But glory to God. So God doesn't want you and I 
to be in fear of anything, but certainly not in what we're discussing this evening in finances in our life. Give no place to the devil. Do not fear. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Any comments? Only a dollar apiece tonight, so. Glory to God. Well, I trust you got something out of God's word. I trust, <clears throat> I would encourage you to obviously take your sheets with you. You can look at them when you're up at 4.30 in the morning or whatever, or whatever time you get up. I'm up usually 4.30, 5 in the morning, but it's all right. There's neither here nor there. <clears throat> okay, let's thank the Lord. Holy Ghost, we thank you this evening for your word. We thank you for your kingdom. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us into all truth. We yield ourselves to him this evening as we, as we prepare to go our separate ways. We again unite ourselves with your kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. the kingdom.